0: And another thing, and another thing, and another thing, and another thing. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins.
1: I'm Tony Clement.
0: And you had a week off from having me on the show, wasn't it? Or was
1: Yeah, it- we interviewed Tasha Carradine, uh for her new book, The Right Path, How Conservatives Can Unite, Inspire, and Take Canada Forward. And I think we're getting uh, quite a few downloads as a result. So not not because you weren't there, but because we were interviewing <laughs> on a timely topic. I want to assure you of that. You were You were sorely missed, Jody.
0: And I assume everything went well with her. I and didn't think- listen to the show. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He didn't let's let's say make that public. Yes, yes, we had an interesting chat. Um, as you know, I'm rather polite in my interviewing, but uh, I did, uh, we did have a little bit of back and forth on whether, over the course of the CPC leadership race, Jean Charette has taken to embracing concepts that uh Pierre Polyev was advancing so that they're actually getting closer on policy issues. Uh, as the campaign has gone along, because obviously Pierre's positions are very popular with conservatives, and uh, I think pro- probably Sheree's team has figured that out. So all of a sudden, they want uh, you know they want to uh, end the mandates, uh, they want to end the Vax passes and uh, all the other stuff, and the arrive can app uh which are positions that Pierre staked out a long time ago. So she didn't she did not take kindly to that or she disagreed uh with that uh, analysis and said that there was a big difference between Sharay and Polyev, which uh uh yeah. So we we had that little discussion.
0: Yeah, I, I think that um again, not listening to the show but just even following her on social media, to me it appears like she's quieted down or ratcheted down a bit since oh.
1: The well, media. the other thing that's much going more on, vocal. yeah the other thing that's going on with the, the the publishing of her book and having at the same time uh, co-chairing uh, Jean Charre's leadership campaign is that some people are saying you know there there's this rumor or this speculation that there's that if, if Charest doesn't win uh, you know centrist conservatives are gonna start their own political party and they're turning turn to page 42 or whatever it is in the in Tasha's book and she makes that point explicit or implicit Uh, and so she had to as the chair of the campaign you don't want your candidate uh, messaging being unless I win I'm gonna I'm gonna remove myself from the party and start a new party Uh, been down that road before Uh, and so she had to kind of walk that back in the last couple of weeks. I I don't know whether you noticed that or not, but it became a bit of a controversy.
0: Yeah. I think I saw her getting into it with Warren Kinsella on
1: a past guest.
0: Yes. A past guest. They were going back and forth about something. Some, yeah, it must've been the book could have been an article. I don't know, but I, I just, uh, I, I just, I just, it's funny to watch people go go at each other on social media, but anyway, that's, uh, that's neither here nor there, but yes, uh, good job, uh, with the program. Again, I didn't listen. So I'm just uh, assuming that you're telling me the truth that it was good. Um, (laughs) it was marvelous. Ultimately our, our listeners will be the final judge jury uh, on that one. So, uh, each week this show is proudly brought to you by uh, municipal solutions, John Mutton and his team doing a wonderful job there. You can find them online municipal and tony i know you're able to share a little bit more about what they do
1: yes john mutton and municipal solutions the gang are very busy with their projects they are ontario's leading mzo firm and they can help with development approvals and permit expediting uh, planning services with municipalities engineering services architectural services minor variances Land severances and those ever-important building permits go to municipalsolutions.ca. They are our presenting sponsor, and we appreciate it every week. And then we also want to thank the Muskoka chef, Julie. Uh, She uh, runs a female-owned local food service company that serves the Muskoka Lakes region all year round. Her services include on-site and off-site catering, private chef experiences, and micro-wedding catering services. She's located right on Lake Joseph. She delivers food by car to your front door or by boat to your dock. And, of course, summer 2022 is in full swing. She still has some spots available, but also beyond uh, in September and beyond, you can, of course... Uh, retain her services. She offers vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options as well. Go to com or call Julie directly at 416-846-3653.
0: And of course, loonypolitics.com, a wonderful site where you can get exclusive content by becoming a subscriber. Use the code podcast to get 50% off your annual subscription And you'll have access to exclusive news articles, videos and podcasts like ours, which means you can't hear the episodes on Looney Politics anywhere else other than at Looney Politics. So head over to LooneyPolitics.com and do yourself a favor. Tony, I'm I'm heading up in a couple of days to your neck of the woods again, going up to the cottage and then playing Rocky Crest.
1: Oh, great. Uh, So I like that course.
0: I would have invited you, but two weeks ago you weren't around when I was around, so I just have you, now I've shunned you.
1: you you're you're just holding that against me still.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, well, thank the word? you. Vin, vindictive, I think, is the word. Yeah, uh, it sounds like petty, it. petty, vindictive. You know. Well, you're
1: also welcome to play my course now that I'm a member of the North Granite Ridge Golf Club. Uh, please, uh, please join me for a round there.
0: So they, you're actually a member now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, first, first year I've joined and. Uh, uh, it's it's a two minute drive from my house, so I, I can't complain about the uh, the commute. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great little course. I think you'd love it.
0: And then I also saw there was an email thread going back and forth with you and Howard, Humble Howard. Yes, been on our show before, and of course, you're a frequent guest on on the Humble and Fred show. But you are trying to line up golf for us, us with Humble. And he said uh, very politely, it'll have to be in September because he's in tournament mode, which I think is like code for there's no chance I can play well if I have to watch your swing. (laughs) And... You know, so I think he was trying to be kind, but it was kind of like a backhanded jab. Really.
1: He wins uh, these uh, these golf tournaments. I, I get whole There's a whole circuit, eh? I want
0: yeah, I, I want to take him on when he's at his prime. Like, don't what? So we're going to get him in his off season? Like, come on! Like, yeah, I he's just too
1: busy hoisting the trophies at all these golf <laughs> tournaments going around Ontario and Canada. It's uh, he's he's really right into it. I mean, he's he's uh, he's quite serious about it.
0: Is Fred his caddy? I should ask him. No,
1: I don't know about that. Fred, uh, Fred swings a club too, so we should. Uh, well, we definitely. should
0: challenge them. You and you and me against Humble and Fred. Okay,
1: why don't you? Uh, you well, should, you, There you, it
0: is. I just you, laid the
1: challenge. You email them and say, "Look, you."
0: I don't look, need to email them. We have a show. Cat. We just told them it's okay. the challenge is on. If Humble <laughs> and Fred have any semblance of dignity or pride, then they will cha- they will accept our challenge. Okay. And, Good.
1: I like this. I like and this.
0: And the the winning team gets to host uh, the other person's show,
1: and they get they get an and another thing mug if they win.
0: And the losing team has to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if the, if the losers, the losers have to like promote the uh, opposing person's show or the winning team's show on their on their uh, program ad nauseum. So just like repeatedly. So if we were to lose, which wouldn't happen. But if we were to lose, we would say things like, you know, again, thanks for, uh, <laughs> you know, enjoying and another thing, we wouldn't be able to do this without the help of humble and Fred and just go on and on and on again, won't happen. Okay. But their program for two, three hours, they're going to have to say, you know, we just want to thank our mentors, Tony and Jody from, and another thing, you know, we wouldn't be in this position, uh, without them. And they have to do that like every seven to eight minutes at least.
1: I think that this is a very worthy proposal. I'm going to be on the Humble and Fred show on August the 3rd. Okay. So uh, perhaps I can sneak that in as well as the challenge.
0: So when this show goes um, live and for consumption, then make sure you tag – um, them in it, and just say, "Hey, there's a challenge within the show." Plus, it'll get them to listen to the program.
1: Exactly. More than
0: thirty seconds.
1: Two more. Two more listeners. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So there we go. We got that. We got that figured out. So we've solved that on the show. So that's that's a good thing. Um, Very
1: productive morning so far.
0: So so far, politically, I said to you off off before we started recording, I said like. Why are we even going through this leadership? I know why we go through leadership races. I mean, a little tongue in cheek, but it's like, is this not an exercise in futility right now? Like, like it would be a shock if Pierre does not win this conservative leadership race, obviously.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, uh, the organization around Pierre Polyev uh, has seen the last two leaderships though. Uh, where uh, it was assumed that Maxime Bernier had the thing wrapped up, and then Andrew Scheer won, and then I guess in their in his own head at least, uh, Peter McKay thought that he had it wrapped up, and he lost to Aaron O'Toole. So you don't uh, you don't count your chickens. But uh, at the same time, <laughs> I I think that it's pretty obvious who's ahead and uh, who may well win on first ballot, which is Pierre Poilievre.
0: Yeah, which. We predicted, I predicted a long time ago. Yes. The only, the only question I have though, is like for Jean Charette, like where, where does he go? Like if he gets like annihilated, which it, 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 it's, I think it's going to be very, very one-sided. Like, where do you go from there? Like the money they've put into this, the, the resources, the time, the effort, like, I don't know. That's, that's going to be painful.
1: Yeah. And uh, obviously part of, what the media or the mainstream media is trying to you know keep that story alive is that the, these divisions are deep divisions in the party and that there's going to be a break in the party and there could be a new party created because the divisions are so i mean by the way they say this every tory leadership uh, for our listeners, uh, you should you should be aware that this is not yeah. a new theme of the mainstream no. media. Uh, and secondly, uh, Polyev has over half the caucus uh, I- on his side. Uh, you know, he has something like sixty five MPs who've officially endorsed him, and Sheree has fourteen or something like that. So uh, I think that uh, the, one of the big things you've got to have unity for. As a new leader, is your caucus unity, right, Jody? I mean, yes, party unity, but the, the place where it it plays out a lot of the time is in the caucus. And Pierre already has that; it's it's like overwhelming.
0: Exactly.
1: So, so he'll be in a good position. So if if he wins on the first ballot, uh, then again that this there's I think there's a really good case to be made that the party is not disunified; it's actually quite unified.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, because if you look at the two past leaders, I don't remember how many ballots it went last time. But like, I mean, prior to that, when Shear won, it was like, was it not like five or six ballots?
1: It was 11 ballots. 11
0: ballots. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, that to me speaks more about division than if somebody wins. And and, and, and
1: Shear won by 50.5% versus 49.5%, whatever it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was very very close. So yeah, this this is uh, this could be a very different scenario, and it'll be a case where the guy who was ahead at the beginning won the leadership, which was not the case in the last two leaderships. You're you're right about that.
0: And I think I mean I think you look at you know the debate. There's a third debate coming up again. Whatever people have different differing opinions on whether that's warranted or necessary or not. I mean obviously at the very very lowest common denominator. There's nothing wrong with further discussions. I don't think anyone has a problem with that. But the question would be the timing. I mean, this. I mean, ballots have been sent out. A lot of people have probably sent their ballots in. People have made up their minds. I, I think this upcoming debate probably isn't going to prove or influence too much. But I think that you know, I, I look at Pierre's team and the the steps they're taking. I got to believe that they're looking at this as you know he's he's the next prime minister and they got to be they got to be careful what what kind of positions they put themselves in moving forward
1: well i think that uh, he's uh, he's announced a lot of policy positions but he's also got a lot of policy positions in reserve uh, for if he is successful to be leader uh, i think you've probably only heard a third of the policy positions so far so he's he's saving some of his gunpowder uh, pardon the analogy to uh, to you know, taking on Justin Trudeau and, and that, and that team. So I think that's probably a wise strategy at this point.
0: By the way, why, why did you say pardon the analogy?
1: I don't know. Why did I say that?
0: Is it be- wrong to use the word gunpowder?
1: Oh yeah. Pardon. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, people are very sensitive these days about, did you know, Pat Benatar? No, no longer sings hit me with, uh, hit me be- best Shot Best shot. She doesn't sing it in concert anymore she says well, i
0: saw i saw someone get very upset i was just curious i just saw someone get very upset with uh, someone had used the term locked and loaded and there was a little bit of an uproar on social media about using that term yeah um, somebody was said like it was about i think it was a sports analogy hey this team is locked and loaded for their opponent and it was like people getting upset anyway i just i just think it's yeah that's
1: probably what it was going through my mind i'm i was in politician mode rather than podcast mode but uh, yes, yeah, so Pat Benatar, you can't hear Hit Me With Your Best Shot anymore. She won't sing it.
0: And uh, yeah, if you have any issues with Tony using the word gunpowder, please uh, email him directly.
1: <laughs> please. And you'll get a mug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, don't be doing that. You'll, you'll be shipping out mugs left, right, and center. I
1: know. I'll be, uh, Amazon
0: <laughs> shipping so out mugs. If you were to rank rank the top two, obviously Pierre currently in the in the leadership race, Who who do you think? Would be the who? Do you, who do you think the runner-up will be?
1: Well, I think uh, the money's on Sheree, But uh, did you see a post that Leslin Lewis posted in the last uh, twenty-four hours uh, on Twitter, uh, where she she was in Manitoba and she did a crowd shot of the people who showed up for her in Manitoba? Yeah, it was jam-packed.
0: Yeah, so she's actually. I, so I was just going to so say my. I think she's going to be the runner up again kind of thing. Cause was she the runner up to Aaron or no, I guess, no, it was Aaron, yeah. Peter, and then Leslin, Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think she's going to be the runner up this time. I think she's actually hit her hitting her stride now, but yeah. it's almost too late. Um, I would have said that Babber was going to do a lot better, but I actually think that he'll probably him and HSN will battle it out for who's in the last spot. But yeah, I, yeah, guess I, that, I, I I'm, I'm, predicting Pierre Leslin, and then she yeah
1: no you could be right i I was quite impressed by the crowd shot and uh, so there may be something happening sort of under the the nose of the again mainstream media who always get it wrong and uh, she could be in second i I think that's an in- interesting analysis of that you've raised there
0: yeah so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what what else is going on In your world, like what other things are catching your eyes these days? I know that one of our longtime listeners, um, is it Clint? Is that his name? Clint DeVoe? Yeah. 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 He left a message. I I didn't call him back, but he left a message, um, when Patrick Brown was eliminated, and he basically had to apologize because I said that Patrick Brown wouldn't be around and had no shot, so uh ultimately oh, yeah. that was proven right. He was, and, and he did, was eh? pretty happy, yeah, Clint was pretty happy when he got in because I had said there's no chance Patrick's going in, and then uh clint had to had to call back and say that you know I guess you're I guess. I guess Patrick's out, yeah.
1: but, uh, we he's still working him. very hard in Brampton. He's going to 25 events a day now in Brampton. Uh, Patrick Brown is by the way. He's, uh, oh,
0: yeah, all of a sudden Patrick. he's super mayor.
1: Yeah. He's mayor everywhere. Uh, so that, that's quite interesting to, he, he's man, this guy, uh, he, you know, he's like a nuclear cockroach. You, you think you've got him, you got him killed and then he just pops up again. So
0: I can't see how he wins the mayor's race. I, I, Again, he, I don't know will win. he
1: will win in Brampton he will unless, win. unless he's indicted it's kind of like the Donald Trump scenario
0: <laughs> which which potentially could happen even after he's elected right there could be a I, you never know
1: there are but, several uh, investigations at uh, City Hall right now so we'll and, see where those goes
0: Andrea Horvath leader of the NDP, well former leader of the NDP yep. now she's running for mayor of Hamilton like like some of these people like I just like I don't know. We've both been there. You've been there longer than I have, and I get it. It's I. I my view is, and I read a good. Steve Paken actually has an excellent book called The Dark Side, which I'm sure you've read.
1: Yes, I'm in it.
0: Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't remember that part. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, is that really that must have been from a while ago though? Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So anyway, I love that book. But one thing that always stuck out to me, and I think I read that book prior to being in, like elected, but is like a lot of these politicians once they if they've served for. You know, more than one term, I would say, because one term probably isn't going to have the effect that I'm about to talk about. But you get out of politics or you lose or you just leave. You don't know what to do because that's all you've known. And all of a sudden, as we've talked about before, people don't need to get in touch with you. People don't need you, in essence. And so I just find sometimes like politicians look like they're on the rebound. Like, like, does Andrea Horvath really have to become the mayor of Hamilton or is she just like I don't know what to do and someone got in her ear and said you should run for mayor and you know, like I, I just find that interesting.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's part of, you know, your detox should be to just not run for anything for two or three years at the very least. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, but uh, uh, politicians, they get people whispering in their ear, oh, you got to do this next. We'll be there for you. We'll back you up. You'll do a great job. And, you know, Mayor Hamilton, it's a city of 500,000 people. So it's, it's not inconsequential. So, yeah, it happens all the time, Jody, and it's mostly enablers. I'll call them enablers who don't necessarily – maybe they don't have the best interests. I'm I'm talking psychologically or mental wellness, the best interests of the candidate at heart. Uh, they just uh, – but they feed the, the hit that you get from – being a politician and being on the hustings and people telling you how wonderful you are and all that. So I, I think I, I recognize that as well. And uh, you know, uh, people have talked to me about running for this or that municipally. And I've said, no, no, no. And, and I mean it, but I can see how that happens.
0: Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've done it too. I mean, I was a, like I said, I was a city councilor for four years, ran a bunch of campaigns prior and then left on my own terms. I didn't lose, my, like I didn't lose an election. I went left, and went and ran federally and lost. But again, I was in sixteen, and then in eighteen, in the next municipal elections, I was on the rebound. I was kind of like, "Well, screw this." i mean, you know, my headspace was, "I'll show, I can show people that I can win elections yeah. still." And I ran for mayor, and it was, you know, a stupid move because, in the, you know, looking back, there was four solid candidates, like the current, the existing mayor and then three, f- two current counselors and one former counselor being me. And we just split it up so thin that, you know, one guy ended, ends up winning the, uh, mayorship with 5,000 votes. Right. So yeah. it's like, you know, you do those rebound things and, and I've had lots of people even ask me during this municipal election, are you going to run? And I've been, and I've said, no, I'm not, I'm not saying never again, right. But I'm just not going to do it. And, same same reason, I think it would be a, a rebound thing, or you just get these people in your ear, oh yeah, I can help you, you can win and blah blah blah. I, I, I think
1: look. when when politicians hear are you going to run in their brain, they filter it to you should run and you yeah. will win, which yeah, is exactly. not true
0: exactly exactly.
1: It does happen, but it doesn't happen all the time or it doesn't happen most of the time.
0: no, well so- you you mean you look at the again, Steve would be great to talk about this because he would have more stats, I'm sure than, well, you might have some too, but like you look at collectively, whether it's municipally, even more so municipally, federally, provincially, you know, the amount of losers, the percentage of losing candidates dramatically outweighs the winning candidates. Right. And it's like, and, but nobody really talks about that stuff. No, because
1: they're special.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like you know people forget about that. And the same token, this is why I still I I mean I would not recommend anyone going to politics. That's my personal view. But at the same side of things, and and the reason I say that we've talked about before, because I find it just to be getting more and more toxic by the day, and it's not healthy. Um, but at the same token, it is a privilege because you know i can walk through personally and same with you your your pictures are up in the halls of the legislature parliament of you know municipal councils that again a very small percentage of people have that privilege which is kind of cool so i get that part of it it's 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 just that i don't know politics is can really wreak havoc in one's life. <laughs> uh, yes.
1: <laughs> By the way, Steve Paken, uh, we're in discussions. I talked to his publicist. He's got a new book out on the life and times of... Uh, us?
0: Life and times of us?
1: No, no, oh. no, no, no. It's uh, John Turner. John oh, okay. Napier Turner, former Prime Minister of oh, Canada. Oh, yeah.
0: He mentioned that on the show. Before. Yeah,
1: so he's finished the book, and um, I think we're going to be having him on the show to talk about that at some point in the future.
0: Well, I know... like. He listens, obviously, to every show, so I'm pretty sure we'll get an email about some of the things I've said today. (laughs) Um, But just to kind of put the icing on the cake, I'm looking at an autographed picture in my office right now of David Peterson, who was good friends with my uncle, who was a big-time liberal in the Mississauga area. But anyway, um, I'm sure he's got some great David Peterson stories, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does, for sure.
1: He's got so many books in him. Uh, that uh, he really is a chronicler of uh, prevent certainly Ontario politics and to an increasing degree national politics. So uh, uh, let's face it, Steve Paken is a national treasure. Can I say that?
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. But, well, yeah. Is he? But is he not known more provincially? I'm not saying he's not known nationally, but he's more of the Ontario guy. Is he yeah, not? yeah.
1: But but this but John Turner obviously was a, a prime minister of Canada, so little bit uh expanding his wings a little yeah, bit i would on-
0: say steve Paikin is like a national treasure i would think that you're more of a regional treasure and i'm probably like a hamlet or small township treasure maybe
1: you're you're yeah. like hamlet like no in i'm like a hamlet,
0: you know like a hamlet of community <laughs> yeah i do i know yeah so i mean like a hamlet slash township treasure whereas you're like a more of a regional treasure unless uh-huh. you think you're a national are you a global treasure
1: I well, I my company is Tony Clement International, so I I oh, like to think, I I like to think big.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so gee, we're we're trying to we're trying to make Steve feel good and say nice things, and then you go and one up him. Yeah, I so do. He's a national treasure now. You're a global treasure. Yeah, exactly. Well done. Yeah. Well, done. my goal is actually full disclosure. I'm, I want to do this show long enough and get like Steve writing enough stuff about me that maybe he'll do a book on me. Maybe.
1: Well, you know, uh, he's he's done things in the past like. Yeah. Uh, What was it? The dark, Uh, the dark, the dark side.
0: Summer ideas—that's for sure.
1: It's got like that book, The Dark Side. So maybe there's uh, there's room for you.
0: Actually, I could get a part in one of those books. Yeah, that's right. Maybe not a whole book. No, actually, I love the Dark Side book. Actually, you know what? I got to find it, and I should get him to sign it. Is what I should do.
1: Yeah, you know, and that was the antidote. His first book was about you know the the allure of politics and why people go into politics and all the amazing things they can do in politics. So he wrote The Dark Side. Uh, as an antidote to that saying yeah. uh, by the way it's not all unicorns and and rainbows here
0: yeah you're listening to the history of steve Paken- <laughs>
1: <on>. <laughs> i've got a bunch of shows that i'm sponsoring that are coming up in the muskoka area so please uh, please uh do uh, go, go out to live events it's very very important we've got some great uh, we've got some great performances coming up including uh, the Etwell concert series in Huntsville that I'm co-sponsoring and I'm sponsoring the the uh, replaying of The Last Waltz. It's, it's live it's not just the movie uh, at the Algonquin Theater August 19th and I'm also sponsoring one of the sponsors for the Muskoka Music Festival in Gravenhurst uh, August oh, wow. 19th to the 21st. So uh, please uh please do attend these live music events. And I was very pleased to be one of um, a modest sponsor for your, your live event too, Jody. So
0: Yeah, which by the way, I was going to bring it up since you started talking about it, that we already now have commitments for that same event. And we're going to do it again, do it again in Belleville for 23, but we're also going to do it in Peterborough and in Kingston. And we already have a, a full, full-blown sponsor that's uh, going to be our title sponsor. So I expect you to come on board for all three of those now.
1: Wow, this is yep. getting it's it's getting expensive
0: knowing you <laughs> Steve, write that down. there little little quips you can use in the book Exactly. <laughs> ok. well, I, I don't have anything else. No, nope, that's good. I, I will say this though, because we've talked to our production team at MNC Podcast, Jordan and his crew. And they continue to tell us that um, these shows where it's just you and me continue to top the charts for. Uh, downloads and listenership so we really
1: appreciate our audience and how they've stuck with us and how they like our formats that uh, we're still trending in Ghana by the way that hasn't yeah, I gone didn't notice
0: way. that I did notice that so the
1: notice ling- that. Lingering think, like,
0: legacy. There's, there's no way we're not trending in like Canada the only way that's possible is like Scott Reed or one of those people from the Hurley Burley get in there and like doctor the charts or something
1: I wouldn't put it past them Jody they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they've been known to do things like that <laughs>
0: we're kidding that. kidding that's a, zinger. that's a zinger they won't even come on our show i know wow yeah anyway i was Well, know.
1: that was that was like two years ago when you when yeah, we last true.
0: asked maybe, maybe there's water under the bridge now but all right well uh again thanks to municipal solutions uh, for their continued presenting uh, support uh that's the way we do this show each and every week courtesy of municipal solutions.ca and I should mention looneypolitics.com as well. Become an annual subscriber uh, by using the code podcast to get 50% off your subscription, and you'll unlock exclusive content, looneypolitics.com. And Tony, I know you can wrap us up with the Muskoka Chef.
1: The MuskokaChef.com. Julie is at your service. Phone her at 416-846-3653. And don't forget, we're also on Hunter's Bay Radio every Saturday morning, 8.30 a.m., huntersbayradio.com.
0: All right. We will do this again in seven days.
1: Sounds good.